evening and welcome to another episode of the Power Half Hour Unstoppable Business Owner. And I'm your host, Dorothy O'Dell, for this evening. Did you know that doTERRA essential oils can help support the body physically, mentally, and emotionally to help you achieve optimal health? Aromatherapy is a very powerful tool. And for more information, give a shout out to uh, or a text to our uh be oily with Bonnie sponsor. You can give her a call or a text at 810-414-0929 or go to her website, www.beolywithbonnie.com. I'm super blessed and excited to have Andrew Anderson on the show tonight. Welcome, Andrew. How are you? It's wonderful to be together. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So for those of you that do not have any idea who Andrew is, Andrew, give us a little bit about your background um a little bit about your overcoming story and we'll go from there yeah absolutely it's uh, great to be with your tribe uh i always want to acknowledge the person that dug the well which is you so thanks for digging it so we can share with all of these wonderful people um i like to introduce myself as a uh, a husband and a father leaves home writes books speaks to people and uh coaches them through the challenges in their life. And so I am an author and a speaker and coach by profession who uh, gets to go home and take care of my wife and kids. And uh, I, I would love to share as much of my story as you want to dive into. And if you ask me specific questions, Dorothy, then I'll give you whatever I can answer from the honest place of the bottom of my heart. What do you want to know? I love that. I want to know everything. I want to know what the biggest thing that it is that you've overcome. The biggest thing there. that I've overcome was uh, chapter one of my book. It's called Grounded. I was living in my parents' basement on and off from 28 through 30. And I was uh, separated and divorced at the time. We had three beautiful little girls together. And I believed 100% that I had not only failed them and their mom, but that I had failed God. And for me, a person of faith, that was devastating. I, I believed that I had lost out on the opportunity to fulfill my life mission. And being in that place of despair and depression and loneliness and feeling like I had failed uh, was my rock bottom moment in life. Thank you for being authentic and vulnerable with that, because I mean... I hear a lot of women sharing their stories and how they think they've failed, but to actually hear it from a male's perspective, um, I absolutely love that you shared that, um, you know, and as women, we think we fail our husbands daily, but to hear you say, well, you know, I think I failed my wife and my kids that really takes something for, for you to say that. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. I can impress people by saying I'm a number one international bestseller, but they don't care about that. Uh, the only way we can impact others is by sharing our failures. Uh, right. That's where people listen. Absolutely. 100%. So you're in your parents' basement. What happens next? Like what made you decide to dig yourself out of that, that trench, so to speak? Yeah. Well, I was reading a man's search for me by Victor Frankl. And that's one of the top five most influential books in my life. And I recognized that there's a decision that I needed to make whether I wanted to be a plaything of circumstances, what he says, right? Or if I wanted to take back my freedom. And I had surrounded myself with incredible people that believed in me, that saw something more in me. And I decided to just hold on to a little bit of their belief 
and that allowed me to get pulled out and find that faith that I had always had that was just completely shattered at that time. I love that you said that because I don't know about you, but my life has completely changed when I got my tribe. I call it my tribe. So I have seven amazing women that meet every other Saturday morning. We don't let ourselves get, give up on each other. And so would you say that in finding your people that you've surrounded yourself with, that that has been one of the major things that has brought you out of, of that shell and made you who you are today? Yes. We all need angels to watch over us. And when they're here present on this earth and we can see them and hug them and, you know, and, and be with them, then uh, you know, that's where we're able to get reconnected with who we are and why we're here. Absolutely. So in writing the book, um, what were some of the things that you learned about yourself in writing that? Cause I mean, I wrote my, I wrote what my book too. And I, I was just like, for me, it was therapy. Uh, but for you, tell us a little bit about that. Like how, what was that transition like for you? Well, I didn't want to write it. I mean, if you had asked me, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, an author was the last thing I would have ever said. Uh, I I got my master's degree in education, and I swore off after my thesis that I would, I would never write again. I mean, I, I swore it off. Like, I'm done writing. And it, it truly did take an act of God. It's something that I felt had to be done that was divinely inspired in order for me to write. And in, in the writing process, there was a lot of healing. And yet, I was constantly challenged to write for the reader, not for the writer. Just as when we speak, we want to speak for the listener, not for the speaker. And so while it wasn't about me, it did, by nature of telling the story, it did help me as much as I hope it will help others. Absolutely. So it's your life story. And so I know you alluded to chapter one and, you know, being in your parents' uh, basement and things like that. So tell us a little bit about the story. Like it starts there, but is it, what, what do you hope uh, your list, your readers will gain from that? Yeah. Well, it's not my life. Story. It's just the story of one of my greatest challenges. And then I weave in stories of other clients and it's this beautiful analogy of the oak and the willow. And the strength of the oak is the courage that we all need to be grounded and rooted. And then the strength of the willow in order to continue to allow life to happen from a place of grace, place of compassion. And what I hope everyone will walk away with is a clear understanding as to the roles that courage and compassion for themselves and others play in helping them fulfill their life mission. I love that courage and rooted. I love that. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but it takes a lot of courage just to get sometimes through the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, and uh, sometimes digging your way up out of that. Um, so what would you say would be your the three biggest things that you've had to overcome in your life to get to where you're at today in business and in, in life? Right. Well, I 100% believe that that, that divorce and pulling myself out of my parents' basement and, um, you know, pulling, you know, that self-worth back into place. Like that, that was definitely one of the, the greatest challenges I went through. The other one I tell the story actually is when I was 14 years old. Um, I had friends that were in eighth grade in middle school and I was in high school and I did not have any friends. In fact, I, um, 
struggled because I did not get along with the other players on the football team. I was not like them, and I was very, very lonely. And I would walk around the halls by myself, and I find myself one day in the bathroom, standing on the stall, having locked myself in there so no one could see the shoes, and identify me as the kid that was hanging out in the bathroom. So that that loneliness, that feeling of being different than everyone, not fitting in. So we go from 14, you know, lonely, to 28, living in my parents' basement, lonely. There's a theme here, right? There's a theme. So that that would be the second of those three stories. And then, you know, the, the third would be challenging myself to do what I'm doing now, which is no longer just sitting here in my office in Boise, Idaho, doing one-on-one coaching and being comfortable working 25 to 30 hours, making really good money, but actually stepping into and sharing from not just one-to-one, but a one-to-many and really doing what I believe God would want me to do to, to bring you know, more people peace and that I have experienced in my life. Right. I, I love that you said that as somebody who grew up lonely as well, and a lot of different circumstances, you know, I didn't have any friends growing up in high school, so I can totally identify with that. Uh, of course we moved from public school to high school. So, you know, that, that was a big change, but you're right. That's the whole premise of starting these shows so that people would know that they were never alone. And two, that they could always, you know, we're join our community where th- there's always somebody there for you. So I love that you said that. Um, sorry that happened to you, but it made you who you are today. So I'm not. <laughs> In fact, I'm, I'm not the least bit sorry. And I'm not saying that because I have awesome, positive mental attitude, right? I'm not Pollyanna. And yet I, I just recognize that nothing's happening to me. And yet everything's happening for me. And when I can approach the things in my life with that question of why is this happening for me rather than why is this happening to me, then I can see the seeds of potentiality in all storms, right? Right. I I love that. Yes. You know, once we shift our, uh, some people call it stinking thinking, some people call it whatever, uh, you know, why is this happening to me instead of why is this happening for it? to how, why is this happening for me? Or I I love that you said that because basically we can get our, down our own rabbit hole, but we Mm -hmm. also have to take ourselves back out of it. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Love that. And so what would you say would be your three things that you help your clients overcome? Yeah. So the funny thing is when someone comes to me, they've usually been through counseling or therapy or they met with a a pastor or someone and, and, and they've done the work. And yet something's still missing and they don't know what it is, but they come to me because they're about ready to have a breakdown. They're at rope's end. They feel like they don't have answers and they just are in a state of humility and complete trust because so-and-so referred them. And what we end up helping them with that they don't know until they sit down or we get in front of each other in zoom is helping them forgive themselves and everyone else in the world so they don't have to feel the guilt and shame and really truly find that place of worth recognizing who they are and it sounds so very fairy and it sounds so like cliche but it always comes back when we get to the root of it to this feeling of not good enough less than um you know just not worth loving 
so when we can forgive themselves and forgive everyone else, then they can just be at this beautiful place of peace, ready to build from there. Right. I love that. I love that. And that's a lot of people, a lot of people, what I've been hearing lately is dealing with that struggle of insecurity and, and feeling less than, and, you know, oh, I'm going to screw this up or, you know, how badly did I screw up that the God's not going to love me type thing. <laughs> so, yes. you know, um, and as, as a Christian myself, I get that, you know, cause like how many times, how many times can you mess up and him, him still say, you know, still take you back. And the Bible says 70 times 77. Right. So yeah, exactly. uh, I, I love that. Absolutely. I love that. Um, and so another thing that you had says definitely told us about is your missions work. Uh, it says here that you took two years of service in missions. Tell us a little bit about that. Cause I love mission work. Yeah, well, this so, is this is our mission work here, but I mean yeah, that's I abroad too. Do. In fact, when I came back, I remember distinctly, you know, like asking if what I had done for those two years was acceptable, and, and the answer was, "Hey, your mission's just beginning." And I was like, "Whoa!" Like, I didn't know what that meant. I was 21 at the time, so from 19 to 21, I got to spend time in Belgium and France, and so I speak French fluently. And uh, I from waking up at 6:30 in the morning and getting outside by 30 or 10 and being in people and serving and sharing messages of hope with them about uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and uh, being pushed to the brink of overcoming any and all insecurities about myself and fears of rejection and the language and all those things it helped me to build friendships with people who were ready and willing to change their life and it set the course for me to do what I do now I didn't know at the time but it was extremely foundational I am today. Right. Absolutely love that. And would you say being on missions changed your life in, in well, in more than one ways? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah in, in all the ways. I mean, when you push yourself, and it doesn't have to be like a specific you know, mission kind of work, but when you push yourself for that long, and I mean, I didn't, I didn't come home, right? I didn't come home at all during that time. And I emailed my family once a week and we did a phone call on Mother's Day and Christmas. Like when you truly get yourself into a place of uncomfort where you can grow 100% independently from every place of safety and security, and you have to get grounded and rooted to a source greater than yourself or your parents. And that's what I got to do at a young age. I, I love that. I, I was on missions uh, for a week we went out to Dominican and completely life-changing. I came back a completely different person. And that was only after one week. Of course, during that week, one of my family members had passed away. Uh, wow. He was living in Taiwan. We're here, here from Canada. My uh, my dad's trying to get a hold of me. Of course, the phone service doesn't work really great in Dominican, uh, where we were anyways. And uh, so it was quite challenging. But even before that, it's just watching these children that have nothing that are so happy playing in a field with, um, you know, a ball that's made out of saran wrap, basically, and being so happy with that. And then you come home to the kids here that are just so entitled and ungrateful. It, it makes me really question a lot of things. Uh, and so when I came back, it was just like, Okay, I don't need half the stuff that I think I need. And That's I lived right. bare minimally for a year after that until I met my husband. And then, well, you know, 
I need to send my husband and my stepson on a missions trip. Yeah, <laughs> I think everyone, like, yeah, everyone should go through that kind of humbling experience. It it puts everything into perspective for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm just going to take one minute here one for our commercial break here. We just wanted to thank um, our next sponsor, which is the Don Gray Memorial Classic. Uh, for those of you that missed it last year, that's okay. We're going to have fun this year. It's August 19th. Uh, definitely at the Tilbury Golf Course. And that $100 includes your golf, your um, cart, and a steak dinner afterwards. And we are still looking for sponsors, uh, whole sponsors, title sponsor, and prize sponsor. So if uh, all the monies and proceeds are going uh, back to the peer support group, Chatham Kent Peer Support Group, um, and Definitely, uh, this this group needs it. I mean, they're there helping everybody um, that has either gone through cancer or even like the families um, of the loved ones that are behind. So, if you are interested in that, definitely register today. Go to register, email register dot dgm at gmail .com. Thank you, Andrew. So, yeah, I, I love that all about missions. Um, so what would you say, what made you, how's life been then since, you know, living in your parents' basement and, and to where you're at today? What would you say? Sorry, my mouth is going dry here. What yeah. What is uh, the transitions after that? Yeah, well, the transition was marriage, Thank, thankfully. I uh, found my sweet wife, Shari, who I've been married to for over seven years now. And that was a really neat experience. And uh, she brought two children into our marriage and I get to be the primary father figure for them. And we had my three, and then we decided that we needed one to bring everyone together. And then someone said, I'm the child of my mom and dad. I don't have any siblings that are the same. So have you ever considered like, giving, you know, that little person that another, you know, sibling that shares the same mom and dad and we're like, no. So that's how you get to seven really fast. Uh, so yeah, I mean, life is, life has been such a, such a blessing. I, I found coaching, I found you know, the opportunity to change people's lives, you know, by being a facilitator for their transformation. And I, I just, I look back at where I was, and if you would have told me, like, hey, this is what's happening for you, I would have never believed it. And my goal when I bring someone in my my office or in my coaching world is to help them have just enough of a spark to see what's possible, that wherever they're at, that there is something far greater that they just don't know about yet. So I, I love being able to give back that, that little bit of vision as um, as we work together i love that and i love in your bio you said um everybody needs somebody in their corner and that you definitely help be that person that's in their corner but um you know a lot of us uh, see our limitations where you want to bring people out of their limitations so i love that you said that um and uh, so who would you say for those of you listening right now, who who would be your ideal client and that you love working with and um, really enjoy helping and serving? Yeah, well, it's there's two people because <clears throat> the situation is a little bit different. Either they're they've been very successful in their life and in their career. And yet 
there's something that has been sacrificed. They are not taking care of their physical health. They're not taking care of their family or the relationship that's most important to them, whether that marriage or partnership. So it's someone who, you know, is on the brink of one of those things falling apart at the expense of, you know, their success in their career. Or on the flip side, those things are going really well, but they have not been able to break through in their career. Um, often it's an entrepreneur or a business owner that's, you know, every, most people would say, yeah, they're doing great, but they know that there's more and they don't want to sacrifice a relationship, their family or their health in order to take it to the next level. And the great thing is you don't have to. We don't have to work more hours and give something up in order to have twice or 10 times as big of an impact professionally. So those are my ideal clients. And, and they've tried, they've read the books, they've hired the coach, they've gone to counseling or therapy, or they've gotten help from someone at their church, but there's something missing. And they're like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what else to do. That's my ideal client. I love that. I love that. Yeah, because in, in it's so it's part ministry, part coaching is what I'm hearing in, in what you're what you're saying. And because I mean, um, you can definitely tell you're a Christian with your speaking and with all that you do and who you serve. So uh, I love that. It's, it's mind, body, soul. We can't separate it. And, and if I have clients that are agnostic and atheist, and that's fine. We just talk about you know, what what their passion is, and that becomes their spirituality. And just because they don't have a similar belief that I do, it's it's fine. They but they they and everyone that I work with has something deep inside them, whether they call that God, source, universe, love, good. We all have that. And when we're in alignment with it, then we feel spiritually strong. And my goal is to help take away anything, whether it's limiting beliefs or negative emotions, deep-rooted, unconscious patterns that they did not consciously choose that is preventing them from having that freedom of spiritual strength. We all deserve to be in that place, and most people are missing out on it. Right. I love what you said when you're in alignment, um, because we could do things that we like, but if, if it's not something that you're passionate about, and, you know, I've, I've said this for the last two years, there's a lot of people walking the streets alive but dead inside, because they're not aligned with what they're doing at work. They're not happy. It's there for strictly a paycheck, and that is it. And so helping those people get aligned to living their best life, finding out what that is. Some of them have no even clue what that is, uh, what living their best life would be if it walked in front of them. So I'm glad there's somebody like you that says, wait a minute, let's identify that and let's get you on that track. And we deserve, we deserve to be because most people are stuffing themselves figuratively on life's Twinkies. Right. And they're just completely in a gluttonous situation and they go home and lay on the couch after work or whatever. And they're like, there's got to be more. But they're full, full of non-nutrient dense food, right? mm-hmm. which is very different than, you know, sticking as many fruits, vegetables, seeds and nuts into a blender with greens and then drinking three and a half cups of blended solid nutrients. Like that's what happens when people are on path, on purpose and in alignment they are super fed, right? They, they are fueled and no, nothing is forced and it's all flow. They become a force of nature and nature works, but nature doesn't work. It's not hard work. When you're on path on purpose, then 
everything just happens for you, even if it feels like it's happening to you because you can turn to your own good. Right. I love that. I love that. And again, going back to life doesn't, life is for you, not against you. Uh, So basically just another way of of saying what we have been. So that's awesome. So what's next for you, Adrian, uh, Andrew, what is next with um, all that you're doing and, and things like that? Cause I, I don't think you're a guy that just settles from what I'm hearing. So I'm sure there's always more. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're trying to get to 14 children. We figured we would double the number. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, we're, we're definitely done. We're done with seven. We are done. With so, uh, what's next for me is continuing to build life by design that I can show up right as the husband and father that I want to be, while impacting as many people as I can in the hours that I devoted to work. And that means there's a book coming out next year in 2024 uh, that is halfway done. Uh, we are you know, doing some online courses and group coaching. Uh, I'm continuing to do keynote speaking and podcasts, and uh, it's just con- you know, getting getting the the message out of courage and compassion, and grind- grounding ourselves in our life missions to as many as possible. So that's what's next: bigger stages, more people. I love that. No, and I, I, to be right up front, uh, I, I laughed when Andrew said 14 children because he came on and I'm like, seven kids, you're an inspiration to me. I can barely handle one. <laughs> and, and here you are with seven. So that, yeah, that's that's probably where the joke came from, I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> and I'm, wait, I'm sure your wife would be like, um, no. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, she's done. She was done like month one into this last pregnancy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't have to carry it. So you're like, Oh yay, let's go. <laughs> no, I get to carry her right? emotionally and spiritually. Oh, so true. I, it's uh, and you know, like, we, we joke about it, but it is challenging to, to in that role to be the husband and, and the father because you can't do much. And we, we joke a lot about dads and I think men are, you know, probably not given as much credit as they could be as well. And in that when your wife is going through something like that and you're watching this, you want to do something and and you can't. And and so to just surrender to the process and trust that this is the way that God's been doing it for thousands of years and that you know she has everything in her, like my job now is to become the greatest coach in the entire world because I can't play the game for her. I can't get her out of this. I just have to let her know what I see in her that I'm all in. I love her. And we're in this together. I love that. I love that. And and you're right. Guys are not given a lot of kudos. I mean, there there are the men that step up. There are the men that step out. But for the men that step up, are like that's amazing. And there are women that step out too. Trust me. Yeah, I, it's not. Yeah. It's it, there are no gender biases when it comes to you know, no. not fulfilling family roles and responsibilities. That's right. And so, yeah, I love that you said that, like being there for your wife, being the partner and the spouse that she needs um, and that her being there for you. So I absolutely love that. Uh, so where is the best place for people to reach you to get a hold of you for your coaching and and your calendar of events and things like that? Yeah, so the best place to find me is my website, andrewlanderson.com. And Anderson is spelled O-N. 
awesome. Yes, and that all that is in the show notes. So definitely go check Andrew out. Get your get your consultation over there with Andrew and uh, definitely be part of his tribe. Definitely somebody you want to get to know. Uh, do you know Drew Durency? No, I do no, not. He's, He's a men's empowerment coach. And so it's it's funny. I just, the Holy Spirit saying, hey, say this. So um, May 1st, we started off Mental Health Awareness Month with mm-hmm. four powerful men sharing their vulnerability and sharing, um, you know, the men's side of things uh, and how um, they've had some struggles in life. But they're uh, typically... Let's put it typically men don't like to talk about their feelings. Let's just put that out there. These men stepped up, shared their feelings. And Andrew is a men's empowerment coach. Um, and so I'm thinking that maybe you and him could do something together. I'll connect you two after. Um, but I really am feeling that it's funny that we started the month off with uh, a powerful episode. And we're going to end the yeah. month off with a powerful episode um, with men just sharing openly and honestly, because as a woman, as a wife, as a wife that's a doer and wants to fix things, like if my <laughs> husband comes home and he's miserable, I want to fix it. Um, yeah. And usually that's the man role. And I get that. Um, but as, as women, we need to understand men better uh, and, and, and give them the kudos that they deserve as well. Like I'm women that are powerful and independent um, can sometimes be the toughest on, on her guy and not intentionally, not intentionally, but I hurt my husband at all, but just being who I am sometimes is overpowering and not realizing that what I'm saying is actually affecting him in a negative way until, you know, there's an argument. So, yeah. And that's why, you know, I love, I, I just, it just clicked in. We started the month with that. We're ending the month with that. And, uh, yeah, kudos to all the guys out there that, um, are willing to share their story and be vulnerable and authentic and to help other people in their journey, processing their feelings, thoughts, and emotions. So thank you so much for joining us tonight, Andrew. It's a pleasure having you on here. Very much a pleasure. And I'm grateful for the opportunity with your tribe, Amazon, strength of the oak, strength of the willow. Andrew Anderson is my name and I'm grateful to, to have been with you and these good people. Absolutely. Again, thank you to all that uh, showed up tonight. Uh, and for those of you that are watching, going to watch the replay, I know that this uh, that you definitely will have gotten something powerful out of this. So thank you for joining us. And uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to our last sponsor of tonight's show, which is Jen Zahari with her book, Created No Way Out. Um, you know, Faith is on the verge of ending her life following decades of feeling unheard and unseen and suffering from anxiety, looking over her life. Uh, as she moves through her final day, she realizes and recognizes how much pressure she put on herself. Definitely go to uh, www.jenshahari.com. Get your copy of her book today too. What a great way to end Mental Health Awareness Month as well. Uh, Be unstoppable in all that you do, guys. And don't forget, same time, same channel next week. Bye for now.